Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 483 for the first half of December 2018. This Week in Astrology is the free podcast that deepens your astrological wisdom. We always start with a forecast and regularly include other special features. Make This Week in Astrology a regular part of your astrological education. Thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from the virtual location of thisweekinastrology.com and the physical location of Asheville, North Carolina. To get to a specific part of the show, including the forecast for a particular date, check out the index at the very end of this MP3. You can also see this index in writing at thisweekinastrology.blogspot.com. We'll start this show with the forecast for the first half of December, followed by a very brief announcement section, and then we'll have a listener chart. We're going to look at the chart of Liz, who has the Sagittarius new moon right on her Mars-Pluto conjunction and opposing her natal Saturn, and we go into depth on every which way that could possibly affect her and all the great ways she could use it. So if you'd like to hear that kind of deep astrological breakdown and maybe learn some things you can use in your own astrology interpretations, then listen on. Right now, let's go to the forecast. Mercury turns direct in the first half of December, as does Chiron. The power of a Sagittarius new moon is amplified by its tight square to a Mars-Neptune conjunction, and two semi-squaring outer planets, Uranus and Neptune, energize quantum leaps in spiritual awakening. What's old as we come into December? We've got a waning moon. We still have Mercury and Chiron retrograde for a few more days, Uranus retrograde through January 6th, and a couple of aspect patterns continuing, a Thor's hammer and a T-square. So now, let's move on to our individual days of the forecast. On Saturday, December 1st, want to make a breakthrough in your service to a higher calling? This Venus-Vesta-Uranus T-square suggests that buddying up with someone will make your service more effective. This dynamic aspect pattern also supports selfless service through your creativity. This T-square started on November 9th, peaks today on December 1st, and ends on December 15th. It's especially powerful as it peaks when all three planets are within one degree of orb. This is an extraordinary degree of exactness for an aspect pattern. On Sunday, December 2nd, the mind of the genius is a legitimate interpretation of a Mercury-Uranus quincunx. Mercury, 29-7 Scorpio. Uranus, 29-7 Aries. That's 29 degrees, 7 minutes. Today, we think of a genius as a super-intelligent person. But in ancient times, a genius was thought to be an inspiring spirit who gifted a person with a brilliant idea. So having the mind of the genius has less to do with your native intelligence and more to do with how receptive you are to divine inspiration. If you're interested practicing my embodied awakening invocation can help you stay more consistently open to the unending genius of your higher self. To get to that embodied awakening invocation, which I will reference several times here in this forecast, go to astroshaman.com. On the menu bar, the last word is resources. The first item under resources is invocations for healing and awakening. Click that and the first post with the blue angel will be what you're looking for. Also, on Sunday, December 2nd, you can revel in abundant vitality and physical energy with the Sun square Mars, Sun 11 Sagittarius, Mars 11 Pisces. 
This is great energy for a quest, foreign travel, or an impassioned discussion about religion, philosophy, or the meaning of life. Be careful not to get sucked into a lower expression of this square, heated argument, holier-than-thou self-righteousness, or biting off more than you can chew. Make that amazing life you've been dreaming about a daily reality with support from Astro-Shamanic Life Coaching, my unique combination of helping modalities refined through more than 7,000 life-transforming Astro-Shaman client sessions can help you thrive in every area of your life. And my unusual approach can help you do this faster than you could have thought possible. Satisfaction guaranteed. Learn more at astroshaman.com on the menu bar, services. Under that, look for life coaching. On Tuesday, December 4th, harmonious healing words are smoothly supported by a Mercury-Chiron trine. Mercury, 28 Scorpio, Chiron, 28 Pisces. This aspect also supports energy healing and life-transforming mentoring. On Wednesday, December 5th, spiritual awakening and inspired creativity are dynamically energized by a Sun-Neptune square. Sun, 14 Sagittarius, Neptune, 14 Pisces. But steer clear of the square's dark side, substance abuse, excessive escapism, perpetrator-victim relationship dynamics, and aimless drifting. On Thursday, December 6th, Mercury retrogrades since November 16th, turns direct today on December 6th at 4.22 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, around 27 degrees Scorpio. The decks are now almost clear for any major purchases and important new beginnings you have been delaying. I say almost because the things just mentioned are best launched under a waxing moon, and that happens less than 12 hours after Mercury returns direct on December 7th at 2.21 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So hold your horses till then if you can. Have you been reflecting in the areas I recommended in my November 16th Mercury Retrograde Forecast? There's too much to repeat, but you can review it in my little mini-podcast for November 16 to 18, or on my website, astroshaman.com, on the mini-blog post for that little forecast period. If so, feel free to start putting some or all of it in gear after tomorrow's new moon. On Friday, December 7th, a new moon aligns at 2.20 a.m. Eastern Time. That's at 15 degrees, 7 minutes, Sagittarius. Any Sagittarius new moon is great for putting new energy into the following areas. Religion, philosophy, and the meaning of life. Being or learning from a professor, philosopher, guru, or other wisdom giver. Higher education. Foreign travel, culture, and practices. Internal or external questing or adventuring joy, celebration, and enthusiasm. Aspects. A wide conjunction from Sagittarian Jupiter adds a bit more juice to all the Sagittarian themes just mentioned. However, this new moon's strongest aspects are tight squares from Mars and Neptune, tightly conjunct in Pisces. This powerfully energizes the following potentials. Fresh energy for spiritual awakening or naturally arising creativity. Inspired leadership. Sacred sexuality. Action arising easily and naturally from intuitive knowing. Exercise or athletics in the zone. Sensitive strength. Compassionate action. A tight test square from Uranus to the luminaries encourages you to be your authentic self. Follow your intuitive flashes and joyfully serve others using your special talents. Finally, a tight sextile from Pallas Athena supports your feminine assertiveness, strategy, diplomacy, and practical creativity. This new moon's Sabian symbol is 
seagulls fly around a ship looking for food. This image could provoke fears of scarcity. There's not enough food to go around. Grab it before someone else does. But the more you relax into the divine flow, the more you experience that abundance is always available. Then this image can bring joy to your heart. How wonderful! All those seagulls, every one with a full belly. This image also raises another question. Are you sourcing most or all of your provision from a single limited source outside yourself? If so, could you open yourself to receiving abundance from elsewhere? This ties in with one of my core strategies. Never tie God's hands. Invoke what you want, but never specify that it has to come in one particular way. I've been repeatedly amazed at the ingenious ways the universe has to fulfill our needs and desires. Also, on Friday, December 7th, I discuss many delightful ways that that Mars-Neptune conjunction at 14 Pisces can serve you in the new moon forecast I just gave you. And on Friday, December 7th also, sudden anger, erratic action, and violent attack are low-side possibilities of a Mars-Uranus semi-square. If you'd rather have a more pleasant experience, focus on athletic breakthroughs, a quantum leap in your sexuality, or taking immediate action on your intuitive flashes. With Mars and Pisces, exciting breakthroughs in your spirituality or creative expression are also encouraged. Here's a couple of testimonials. First from Tara F. Astrology reading from Benjamin was a fantastic birthday present to myself. The reading was extremely informative in helping me to understand myself and the events and feelings in my life recently. It also helped to provide me with a sense of direction for the future, as well as a deeper connection to myself, my soul, and my purpose. Not only that, it was so fun! Benjamin is a truly special and precious person who is kind, deeply caring, and definitely doing what he's meant to do. That's a five-star review from November 26, 2018. And one more from Deja. I feel very fortunate to have gotten the opportunity of a basic astro reading by Benjamin. He enlightened me on many powerful, impactful aspects and transits that I have been overlooking. I can't express how much his wisdom, kindness, and genuine care for my well-being and growth has helped me see things more clearly. He also gave me helpful tools involving his glorious invocations, amongst a few other spiritual connecting tasks. Thank you, Benjamin, for letting me see the pieces of me that I have ignored. And that's another five-star review from November 18. That makes 221 five-star reviews so far. Please remember that all my services are equally effective long distance or in person, and my guarantee makes it risk-free. If you don't feel your experience was helpful, it's free. Learn more on astroshaman.com. Click services. On Saturday, December 8th, don't just depend on your intellect for creating critical strategies. Under a Neptune Palace Quincunx, Neptune 14 Pisces, Palace 14 Libra, ask for divine inspiration. Also, request intuitive guidance in your feminine assertiveness, practical creativity, and diplomacy. On Sunday, December 9th, Chiron, which turned retrograde on July 5th at 2 degrees Aries, turns direct today on December 9th at 28 Pisces. In my July 5th interpretation, I suggested some topics for contemplation while Chiron was retrograde. Healing and mentoring. Whether you give or receive them, what role could they play in making your life more wonderful? This retrograde covered two signs. While Chiron was retrograde in Aries, July 5th through September 24th, it was timely to consider the role that wounding through aggression and violence plays in your life, whether you're giving or receiving it. Would healing in the areas of assertiveness, leadership, or sexuality be helpful? 
Chiron was retrograde in Pisces, September 25th through December 9th. Here, the energies of healing and mentoring naturally turn towards spirituality and inspired creativity. Pisces also encompasses the areas of substance abuse, excessive escapism, aimlessness, and playing the victim. Now that Chiron's direct, it's a great time to begin acting on the wisdom you gained through your contemplations. Also, on Sunday, December 9th, Chiron makes an aspect on the same day he goes direct, a Mercury-Chiron trine. Mercury, 28 Scorpio, Chiron, 28 Pisces. This provides smooth support for mentoring and healing. On Tuesday, December 11th, unconventional ideas may be rapping at your mental door as Mercury quincunxes Uranus. Mercury, 29 Scorpio, Uranus, 29 Aries. If an idea is an honest-to-God intuitive flash, that means you know it in your bones the moment it arrives, then it may be time to overwrite an old belief. On Thursday, December 13th, abundance and shadow work are supported by a smooth flow of divine energy and information as Neptune trines Ceres. Neptune, 14 Pisces, Ceres, 14 Scorpio. On Friday, December 14th, your creativity can be magically energized by a Venus-Pluto quintile. Venus, 8 Scorpio, Pluto, 12 Capricorn. This fairy dust aspect can also help deepen a relationship or increase your wealth. On Saturday, December 15th, you have over a year and a half to enjoy quantum leaps in your spirituality thanks to a Uranus-Neptune semi-square. Uranus, 29 Aries, Neptune, 14 Pisces. This aspect can also stimulate highly original artistry, intuition as both flash and flow, and an exciting rebirth of vision and idealism. Be careful to avoid this aspect's less desirable outcomes, excessive escapism, wishful thinking, lack of discernment, and religious extremism. Whatever your sun sign, Astroshaman's forecast can help you make the best use of the current astrological energies. All dates and times are in the U.S. Eastern Time Zone. Events are most powerful on the dates listed, but their influence will be active for at least a week before and after. Everyone's affected by these global transits. However, you'll be most powerfully impacted when moving planets activate sensitive points in your natal chart. Discover how these transits will personally affect you by booking a session with me. Go to astroshaman.com. Services, Astrology Plus. Looking ahead to our next show for the second half of December, we're going to look at the sun entering Capricorn, which also means we'll be looking at our forecast for the winter solstice chart. That's a major event we'll be looking at. We're going to have a full moon in Cancer. Pluto, very busy, making five aspects. Uh, actually, four, to be honest. Uh, Trine Juno, Square Pallas Athena, Sextile Venus, and Sextile Ceres. And Mars is conjoining Chiron and entering its home sign of Aries. Plus, we have a new, uh, gosh, this T-square lasts over four months, uh, Pallas, Uranus, and Pluto. And that's firing up then. Have a lot to talk about. As always, I'll be here giving you the best use of all these astrological energies. I hope you'll join me on the next edition of This Week in Astrology. You can hear my forecast on This Week in Astrology. But would you also like to get a free, concise version in writing? How about having it conveniently pop into your inbox? And while we're at it, how about occasional bonus articles on astrology, along with simple, powerful healing and awakening techniques? That's what you get with Astroshaman's free email newsletter. To subscribe, go to astroshaman.com. You'll see the newsletter sign-up form at the top of the sidebar. 
And if you like calculating your own astrology charts, why not use the world's leading Windows astrology software and get it for the lowest price available? Astroshaman is an authorized dealer for SolarFire Gold, which also runs on Macs running Windows and recent Windows tablets. To learn more or place your order, visit astroshaman.com. From there, click on Products in the menu bar and choose SolarFire Software from the drop-down menu. A free forecast newsletter and the best available price on SolarFire Gold. Two great reasons to visit astroshaman.com right now. We have a very brief announcement section. Is there someone on your gift list who really wants to take their life to the next level? Then consider a gift certificate from AstroShaman. My Astrology Plus, Shamanic Healing, and Coaching Services have helped thousands of people make their lives more wonderful. The lucky person you give an AstroShaman gift certificate to could be next. To learn more, go to AstroShaman.com. Under Products on the menu bar, choose Gift Certificates. If you're local here in the Asheville area, we do a Shamanic Awakening Meetup third Tuesdays here. Information on that is in the Practical Spirituality section. And let's announce our free winner for the month of December. It's Malka, M-A-L-K-A. This is the Malka born December 13, 1947. You know who you are if that's you. If so, pop me an email, info at astroshaman.com, and we'll set up your free one-hour session. Congratulations, Malka. This ends the announcements. Our listener chart features Liz. This is the Liz born August 6, 2001, 2.50 a.m. That's 2.50 a.m. Virginia, Minnesota. That's right. The, the uh, name of the city is Virginia. The state is Minnesota. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, this gives Liz a chart with Cancer rising, 7 degrees 13 minutes, and her moon is in Pisces, 6 degrees 34 minutes. Of course, those are confirmation coordinates for those of you who want to run your own chart. Or, as always, you can look at it on my blog, thisweekinastrology.blogspot.com. And in the index near the lower part of each listing, there's a uh, uh, thing where I put the name of the person whose chart I'm looking at. And there's a little link. And that link will give you a PDF with um, the natal chart in the middle and only the outer planets transiting that are actually involved in this new moon in Sagittarius, because that's what we're looking at. Um, she has the new moon lining up on three planets. Uh, they are conjunct her Mars and Pluto and opposing her Saturn. So we'll get into what all that means. So as always, in doing a transit interpretation, in order to keep things simple and easy to understand, we start with the natal chart. So where this is really hitting most powerfully is near the midpoint of Liz's Mars and Pluto. Just to be real explicit, the eclipse is at 15 degrees, 7 minutes Sagittarius. Her Pluto is at 12 degrees, 37 minutes Sag. Her Mars is at 17 degrees, 9 minutes. That puts this eclipse very close to the midpoint of Pluto and Mars. So we'll start with them, and then we'll bring in Saturn across the chart. So I like to start again very simple, just the planetary meanings, Mars and Pluto. What they have in common is sex, uh, assertiveness, possibly violence, uh, very intense, very passionate, especially in Sagittarius, which tend to expand them even more. So um, a Mars-Pluto conjunction is a high energy, go make it happen, very assertive, potentially aggressive, possibly angry kind of setup. It has, as all things do, where both high and low potentials. So um, both the high and low can be stimulated by a strong event like this. So let's add 
the fact that they are opposing Saturn. Okay. Now Saturn, uh, when he opposes something or makes a square for that matter, this is an opposition we're looking at, Saturn tends to uh, test reality check things and he's the authority. So Liz, um, you're a fairly young person. Um, if I'm running my math right in my head, you're only 17 years old as I record this. So very young compared to most people I read for. So at that age, uh, your libido is probably strong. A Mars-Pluto conjunction uh, is just about always a signature of a very powerful libido. And in Sag especially, uh, very potent. So the first thing I would say is, you know, if it's appropriate for your life context, if you are uh, sexually active, then just know that this is a very powerful sex drive, possibly more than is true for most people. And it also has the potential ultimately to go beyond just the five senses into sacred sex. And that's where you are blending energy bodies with someone and not just the physical connection. In fact, you've got other factors in the chart. I'm not going to complicate it by naming them, but you have sensitivity factors that lead to believe that you're already very energetically sensitive and so may already be uh, aware of those more subtle bodies. So when you can bring them into your sexual connection, there's a level of ecstasy that the five senses just can't even get to. So another way to look at Mars and Pluto is your aggressiveness, your assertiveness. I'll now add the fact that they're in your sixth house and the sixth house tends to be very... Uh, humble, very obedient, how can I serve you, especially in a younger person such as yourself, it's often, I'm not worthy, let me just support you, you go step in the limelight, not me, it can kind of go in that direction. So just be aware that um, with this uh, new moon, new beginning, new energy coming on these planets, it could be a new level of assertiveness that you're stepping into more than you've had before. So that's another possibility as well. So let's bring the Saturn across the chart in. Um, if you are not yet fully the master of what Saturn aspects, then there tend to be external authorities, whether that's a, a person or a set of rules or laws or customs or your own internal uh, restrictor, your own internal sensor or do not voice, should not kind of thing acting in this case. So it may be that you're feeling a lot of sexual arousal and there's a part of you saying no I can't do that that's not okay Saturn restricting or if you had stepped into your full authority there saying I'm a sexual being I can do as I wish then Saturn says fine I'll help you structure that let's create a a proper efficient structure for you to you know express the sexuality or your assertiveness or whatever it is that you're doing with Mars and Pluto so that's just a very basic streamlined Mars Pluto Saturn uh, setup I will mention another layer of this that is relevant. Um, Saturn is your seventh house ruler. Uh, Liz, you have Capricorn on the cusp of the seventh house of important relationships. And it's also on the cusp of the eighth house. Uh, Capricorn is on the cusp of that house in my porphyry house system. And that's not just all important relationships. That's intimately blended relationships where you're, you're exchanging sexual fluids or you have a joint bank account, but, but you are... You're blended. You are sharing energy with that person uh, in a more intimate way. So Saturn here represents that person you're sharing with. And that brings home even more powerfully the idea that there could be another person who is putting the brakes on you being fully sexual expressive or fully in your own power and authority and your ability to go out and make things happen proactively. So just watch for that dynamic as this... Uh, 
new moon here on December 7th really lights that up and it should be really juicy for the next two weeks this theme being very strong all right so I've only talked really about the natal part so far um, let me add another layer of sixth house interpretation uh, so far I've said sixth house tends to play second fiddle I'm not as important as you are etc but there are some other meanings of sixth house as well service so one way that this new moon on your Mars and Pluto in the sixth could play as well I'm gonna step out and serve in a new way um, and in my opinion based on the thousands of people I've worked with optimal service looks like wow I am helping you but I'm feeling great about it rather than feeling drained and martyred and taken advantage of I feel wonderful and I would love to do that service again that's the kind of service I shoot for and recommend so look at how you're serving are you serving in ways that light you up and make you feel wonderful you feel like you're being appropriately compensated financially or energetically or both um, or are you doing martyr service where you're giving away too much and being taken advantage of look at that theme that could be lit up strongly by this new moon on your Mars and Pluto in the sixth the other theme is health of the sixth house it's the house of illness and health so any health things that are coming up on any level physical emotional mental psychological mind those and if there's a challenge here then you know deal with it don't just ignore it it's coming up to be dealt with so whatever you feel is the best course of action to work with any challenges arising that would be a good idea all right so the other level we can take this to is rulership uh, it so happens that the sign on the cusp of the sixth house in Porphyry is Scorpio which Mars is the ancient ruler and Pluto is the modern ruler and they're in the sixth house so that's a very clear message to me that the sixth house themes I mentioned are the juiciest ones most likely you're going to be dealing with here and again that is how am I serving um, how am I being uh, you know taken advantage of potentially am I being joyful and wonderful in my service that's kind of a play on the same thing what about health and what about detail work and organization uh, that's another sixth house theme the whole Virgo flavor of getting it organized and all buttoned up and you know kind of figured out so those are all themes as well so that leaves us one other house that's affected by rulership Mars is also ruling your 11th house now this is a secondary thing a little bit further in the distance but also what new beginnings in 11th house themes this would be groups of people um, income from career and uh, goal setting such as law of attraction work those are the 11th house themes I mainly work with so that's a pretty thorough natal breakdown of all that now let's add in the aspects so I'll mention that transiting Jupiter is not yet conjunct Mars and Pluto but he's coming up fast and so as Jupiter does pass over those two planets he's going to strongly amplify all these effects uh, but right now I mentioned the most important aspects to the new moon are the Neptune Mars conjunction in Pisces now Mars is just more of the same we've already interpreted Mars very thoroughly in this context and he's really more of a trigger but Neptune is a long-term player Neptune is going to be um, squaring Mars especially for the next three to four years uh, the Pluto he's he's nearing the end of the intensity of that square but Mars is, is getting a Neptune square for several years to come for you Liz so transiting Neptune acts to serve your higher self by saying okay I will dissolve what does not serve your highest good and I'll spiritualize what does so all the themes that I have named so far uh, watch for the clues 
what things in the areas I named feel like they're in flow. You get in the zone with them. There just seems to be a natural stream of inspiration and information coming through to support those activities. That's Neptune saying, yes, you keep doing that. There may be other things in the themes that I named that are, well, they're dissolving out. I'm losing interest. It's feeling all washed out. That's Neptune saying, enough of that, at least for now. Minimize it or let it go. And we've also got Uranus making a sesquare to your Pluto and Mars. Uranus, again, once changed now. And the minor heart aspect is, is putting a little urgency behind that. So that implies that any shifts you want to make in all the themes I named can be made pretty quickly because Uranus moves really fast. And also Uranus loves you to be your authentic self. So in any of the themes I named, if you feel like you're out of harmony with the true self you think yourself to be, do whatever you can to bring yourself into alignment with that. Um, follow your intuitive flashes, which Uranus does send down to guide you. And if you can serve others using your special gifts you most love to use, that's a bonus even beyond all that. The final piece of the uh, new moon setup, the sextile from Pallas Athena that's going to your Mars and Pluto, uh, adds the theme, yeah, use a little strategy. Be smart about this. Think about any changes you want to make. How can you strategically set it up so it'll be most successful? And how can you bring in your feminine assertiveness and be really smart about it? And perhaps a touch of diplomacy and uh, sensitivity to the other people's needs and desires. And maybe you can work toward this being a win-win outcome instead of you just trying to steamroll everybody. So those are some of the nuances that the uh, Pallas Athena sextile brings as part of this new moon transiting picture. And I think that's pretty thorough for a uh, look at this aspect to your chart. Again, what we've been looking at is, Liz, your natal uh, Mars and Pluto and Saturn being aspected by the whole uh, new moon setup. Although, you know what? I didn't actually complete. Let me, let me, I forgot to really do Saturn properly. So Saturn uh, is also being affected. He's right across from the sun and moon, uh, being squared by Neptune and Mars. Uh, he's getting a trine from Pallas Athena and he'll soon be opposed by Jupiter. So Saturn's getting a very strong workout. Not quite as strong as Mars and Pluto. An opposition is not as strong as a conjunction, but it's the second strongest aspect after conjunction. So look at all of your structures. Uh, which structures uh, are going great and they want to be reinforced? Which structures need to be uh, reconsidered? Uh, this puts a lot of energy on that Saturn. So any structures you have that are not holding together so well, it'll probably show that. And you can choose if you want to release or adjust it in some way. I mentioned already Saturn is ruling your critical 7th and 8th relationship houses. So look really powerfully at your relationships. Your important ones may well come into the spotlight at this time and you'll be able to see as if they're under a magnifying glass which ones are really serving you and which are not. So take appropriate action in those cases. Also, Saturn is in your 12th house and he's in Gemini. So let's just touch on that briefly. Gemini is about communication and learning. Any new efforts you want to make there uh, to learn new stuff or, or share new information and finally, Saturn in the 12th is uh, the high side realm of spiritual oneness and inspired creativity. So anything in that department you want to fire up, that's totally supported. So now I feel complete. <laughs> so Liz, thanks for sending in your chart. And if you have any feedback on what I've said, I'd love to hear it at info at astroshaman.com. Thanks again for sending in your chart, Liz. Living a harmonious life can be difficult, especially these days when things are moving so fast. 
You'd think that those of us committed to personal and spiritual growth would have it easier, but sometimes it seems as if our lofty aspirations cause us to face even greater challenges. Fortunately, you have a map to guide you, your astrology chart. It can reveal a wealth of information about your soul purpose, your optimal career, and your ideal romantic partner. Spirituality, timing, relocation, your chart, when interpreted by an insightful, experienced astrologer, can provide helpful insights into every area of life. And since the moving planets keep activating different parts of your chart, getting astrology updates at least once a year can help you keep focused on what's important now. But astrology is only the beginning here at Astro Shaman. We also offer shamanic healing, which can reduce or eliminate physical, emotional, and mental issues. Your shamanic healing session will also equip you with simple, powerful techniques you can use on your own to help you take your healing and spiritual awakening to the next level. We also offer other services to help improve your life, including awakening activation, electional astrology, mentoring, and more. All are equally effective in person or by phone or Skype. A digital recording of your session is included, and my guarantee makes it risk-free. If you don't feel that your experience was helpful, it's free. To learn more, visit astroshaman.com. I love my work, and I look forward to helping you. We're wrapping up this episode. This Week in Astrology is honored to be chosen by Feedspot as one of the Internet's top 10 astrology podcasts. Check out our website where you can hear the show and subscribe to podcast updates. You can also do a single sign-up for two great opportunities, chances to win a free consultation and have your chart interpreted on the show. You can also donate to support us. Go to thisweekinastrology.com. From there, you'll be automatically redirected to the This Week in Astrology area of astroshaman.com. Thank you so much for listening. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way. This Week in Astrology is copyright 2018 by Astro Shaman. All rights reserved, although enthusiastic sharing is encouraged. You can access our free comprehensive audio archive from thisweekinastrology.com. If you'd like me to illustrate the weekly forecast with your chart, please send me your date, time, and city of birth. This also gives you a chance to win a free session with me every month. I welcome your personal questions for my live listener consultation segments. I also welcome your general astrology questions and feedback. Just email info at astroshaman.com. I look forward to making you a part of This Week in Astrology. Here's our index for the show. The overview begins at 1 minute 34 seconds. December 1st, 2.11. The 2nd, 2.45. The 4th, 4.46. The 5th, 5.03. The 6th, 5.25. The 7th, 6.24. The 8th, 10.56. The 9th, 11.16. The 11th, 12.34. The 13th, 12.56. The 14th, 13.11. The 15th, 13.27. Next show's highlights, 1435, announcements, 1627, and our listener chart, 1728. Thank you so much for listening to This Week in Astrology.